From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 6th of April 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we have a look at the prospect of negotiations over Crimea. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though, so we'll cover three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, I sit down and quiz Rory on this week's events in the news. But first, what's happening in Ukraine? Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine may have begun a little over a year ago, but fighting between Russia, Russian-backed forces and Ukraine have been ongoing since 2014. That year began with Russia annexing the Crimea from Ukraine, and the peninsula has been under Russian control ever since. One of the questions that's been asked since Russia invaded the country last year, and especially since Ukraine began retaking lost territory, is could and should Ukraine retake Crimea? Previously, Ukraine's President Zelensky has pledged to liberate all of Ukraine, including Crimea. One of his recurring demands before any serious peace negotiations is for a full Russian withdrawal from Ukraine. But this week, a top advisor to Zelensky has said that the Ukrainian government would be willing to discuss the future status of Crimea with Russia if Ukrainian forces managed to reach the border with Russian-occupied Crimea. The deputy head of the president's office told the Financial Times that if we succeed in achieving our strategic goals on the battlefield and when we will be on the administrative border with Crimea, we are ready to open a diplomatic page to discuss this issue. He did add, though, that this doesn't mean that we exclude the way of liberation of Crimea by our army. As the Financial Times notes, this is likely to be some relief for Western officials, who, despite being on Ukraine's side, fear the risk of escalation if Ukraine tries to take Crimea by force. Reaching the border with Crimea won't be an easy task for Ukrainian forces, though an advisor to President Zelensky said on Wednesday that they would reach the boundary in five to seven months. Separately, on the Russian side of things, thanks to a security officer who defected last year and spoke to the Guardian newspaper, President Putin is terrified of losing his life and has begun to act in an increasingly paranoid way. As part of this, the defector claimed that the Russian president uses a secret train network, has identical offices in different cities, strict personal quarantine and escalating security protocols. Talking about the train network, they argue that Putin uses them as it cannot be tracked on any information resource. It's done for stealth purposes. The defector went on to argue that our president has lost touch with the world. He's been living in an information cocoon for the past couple of years, spending most of his time in his residences, which the media very fittingly call bunkers. He's pathologically afraid for his life. He surrounds himself with an impenetrable barrier of quarantines and an information vacuum. He only values his own life and the lives of his friends and family. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. French President Emmanuel Macron has travelled to China to meet with his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping. At the beginning of talks, Macron urged Xi to bring Russia to its senses in relation to the war in Ukraine. Chinese media reported Xi as saying Sino-French relations were positive and steady amid a world that is undergoing profound historical changes. Macron unsurprisingly used stronger language than Xi and condemned Russia's actions in Ukraine, including humanitarian violations. 
She called for restraint from all political partners and said we need to ensure that civilians are protected and nuclear weapons are not used. Macron had said that he also plans to discuss business, climate, biodiversity and food security. He's travelled to China with a large delegation that includes business leaders and top executives from Airbus, LVMH, EDF and more. A move that has raised eyebrows among some. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen is also in China for talks. She warned last week that how China continues to interact with Putin's war will be a determining factor for EU-China relations going forward. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. While the next US presidential election is still a little way off yet, some candidates are already throwing their hats in the ring. And today, it seems like another member of the Kennedy family is looking to take on the top job once more. That's because Robert F. Kennedy Jr., son of Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of President John F. Kennedy, has announced that he has filed his paperwork to run for US president in 2024. Mr. Kennedy has made a name for himself in the state as an outspoken critic of vaccines and as a conspiracy theorist. This is something that has caused a bit of a rift for him within his own family. Back in 2019, three members of his family wrote an op-ed for Politico, denouncing his views on vaccines. And in 2021, his own sister, Kerry Kennedy, said that he was very dangerous on the topic of vaccines. Kennedy is running as a Democrat, meaning that he could be up against President Biden at next year's primaries. Japan says it plans to fund defence projects in other countries, the first clear departure from its own rules that prohibit the use of international aid for military purposes. Japan is in the midst of its biggest military build-up since the Second World War, sparked by what the government describes as the severest and most complicated national security environment since the end of the war. The government is launching the Overseas Security Assistance, or OSA, which will be run separately from the Overseas Development Assistance, or ODA, programme. The ODA has funded all sorts of civilian infrastructure over the years, but the OSA aims to deepen Japan's security cooperation with other countries by enhancing their security and deterrence capabilities. The funding won't be for things like lethal weapons that could be used in international conflicts, but would instead go towards things like maritime and aerospace surveillance and monitoring capabilities, counter-terrorism and counter-piracy operations, and so on. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the progress of the Ocean Cleanup Project. The organisation has announced today that it's extracted more than 200,000 kilograms of plastic out of the ocean, specifically from the area known as the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. They achieved this by using a so-called plastic catcher, which is hundreds of metres long and catches any waste it encounters. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our news quiz... There are no Premier League questions. That's good, because I don't know anything about the Premier good, League okay. either. But. So, Graham Potter and Brendan mm -hmm. Rodgers got told to do one by the respective Premier League clubs this week. <gasps> then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. 
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.